Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good afternoon. Grant Napier here on Listen App. We've got the NFL from last night. The baseball playoffs begin tonight. 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific with the Yankees and the Red Sox. Again, we've got a lot going on. The Urban Meyer situation down in Jacksonville. Uh, and then tomorrow, of course, the National League Wild Card game with the Dodgers and the Cardinals. You know the routine. If you want to get on, you hit that hand icon, raise your hand, and I will get you right on. But it's so good to have you here on Listen App. Big day for me as I'm a Yankee fan and uh I've always just loved the rivalry between the Yankees and the Red Sox ever since I was a little boy and so many great, great memories. And I know on the West Coast, uh, I know a lot of people are hoping for the Giants and the Dodgers to renew their rivalry in a postseason series. I mean, the two best teams in baseball this year, how great would that be to see the Giants and the Dodgers? But first things first, the Dodgers have to get by the St. Louis Cardinals tomorrow. I'll talk more about baseball in just a couple of minutes. But uh, I wanted to give you my thoughts on the game last night. I was just doing a show on the Internet with Sean Salisbury, former quarterback at USC, uh, former NFL quarterback, many great years at ESPN. And we were talking a lot about the Chargers. And the one thing that really stuck out to me, and I was not on board as when I say I'm not on board, I, I didn't realize how good their defense was. Their defense is really good. And I'll tell you something else that I really like about the Chargers. They tackle well. They really tackle well, and that, that surprised me. And, and I say that surprised me. When I watch the NFL, I see so many teams that miss tackles. I mean, it, it, it goes on all the time, miss tackles all the time. And I thought the Chargers defensively, boy, do they tackle well. Obviously, they were able to get pressure on the quarterback. And then, of course, you know, you have Justin Herbert. And when I watch the Chargers play, I, I don't think I'm – it doesn't feel like I'm looking at a guy that's just starting his second year. I mean, the, the, the Chargers have themselves a franchise quarterback. There is no doubt about that. I mean, barring injury, I don't see any way in the world that Justin Herbert is not a tremendous quarterback, and I could see him being in the Hall of Fame when it's all said and done. That's how good I think he is. You want to talk about a guy that is calm, under pressure, poised. Uh, he's got a tremendous arm. He's athletic. I mean, there's so many great things to look at when you look at uh, Justin Herbert. If you're a Raiders fan, you know, it's an alarming trend in the games that they've had this year where they fall behind early every game. And when you fall behind by 21 points, hey, listen, we all know that is not a recipe for success. So they're down 21 nothing, And, yeah, they made a nice comeback in the second half, but that's a big hole to climb out of, and they weren't able to do it. So, you know, the Chargers get the win. And now the question is, 
are the Chargers the best team in the AFC West? I mean, they went in and won at Arrowhead two weeks ago. And how many teams go in an Arrowhead and win that that contest? You look at what they did last night, and their lone loss was at the wire to the Cowboys. Are the Chargers the best team in the AFC West now that they are, you know, atop with wins against Vegas and with against Kansas City? The Broncos are three and one. I'm not as sold on the Broncos. I'm just not. But as we look at this right now, the Chargers have made some statements. They're very good. So if you want to get in, you want to talk about the game last night, uh, all you have to do is raise your hand, hit that hand icon, and I'll get you right on. Here's the other part, you know, about the Chargers. So they have a couple really, they got a tough schedule coming up. They've got the Browns at home. Then they go cross country to take on Baltimore. Then they have the Patriots home at the Eagles. But, you know, these next couple games, again, very difficult games. Very difficult games, indeed, uh, for the Chargers. All right, if you want to get on, just raise your hand, and we will put you right on, and we get to Dan. Dan, thank you very much. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well. Uh, I had a question about yesterday's game, uh, specifically one specific play. Um, Darren Waller makes the catch, gets the first down on the edge, gets pushed out, spikes the ball on the ground, looking away from all the Chargers players. Terrible call. And gets called taunting. Yeah. Terrible. What do you think? I thought it was awful. I didn't think it was taunting at all. I mean, you got to have a little of emotion. There's a thing Dan called spontaneity, and you have to allow spont- spontaneous uh, excitement in a sporting event. I didn't think he was doing anything malicious. I didn't think he was doing anything that should have been taunting. I thought it was a terrible call. I thought it was awful. I thought it was embarrassing for the league to call that. Terrible. I agree 100%. Make Thanks, man. Stop. Appreciate it. Yep. Bye-bye. Yeah, it was terrible. You know, you got to be consistent. You have to be consistent with these calls. And I don't think they've been consistent at all when it comes to the uh, taunting penalties. But I I thought that was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Thanks for the call very much, Dan. If you want to get on just like Dan, all you need to do is uh, hit that hand icon, raise your hand, and we will get you right on. You know, I was getting back to the Chargers. When you look at their schedule, what is very interesting, their final game of the year is in Las Vegas. So the second weekend of, you know, the schedule goes into January 9th. They're in Vegas taking on the Raiders. And how big could that game be? How big could that contest be? And again, I know I'm looking ahead here, but right now I'm looking at the NFL standings. And I said, I think it takes four to five games to get a real read on a team. Buffalo is clearly going to run away and hide in the AFC East, in the AFC North. I mean, it's a hell of a race between Cincinnati, Baltimore, and Cleveland. Pittsburgh is going to be in last place. I just went over the AFC West. NFC East, I don't see how Dallas does not win that division. You have the Packers. They're going to run away and hide. NFC South, I'm not a believer that Carolina is going to finish ahead of Tampa, although I could see them being a wild card. And then you have the NFC West. I I mean, what the Cardinals did, on Sunday at SoFi against the Rams, that is unbelievably impressive. And I'll tell you, Kyler Murray is the real freaking deal. They went in there and they spanked the Rams. They spanked them. 
So you have the Cardinals at 4-0, the Rams at 3-1, and and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I say how, you know, it takes four or five weeks, you know, two weeks ago or even three weeks ago leading up to the Packers game, you know, everyone had the 49ers is right up there with Arizona and the Rams. They blow the game. They blow the game against the, the Packers. You know, they allow the Packers to go the 37 seconds, no timeouts. And before you know it, they're kicking a game-winning field goal. That should never happen. And then they did not bounce back on Sunday against Seattle. And now you're looking at the 49ers and you're saying to yourself, well, they're probably the, they're probably going to finish in last place in that division just based on the injuries and the situation. I mean, I, you know, they, he, here's the other deal with San Francisco. All right. So they win their first two games on the road. They come home and they lose both their home games, but they're at Arizona this week. And if they lose to the Cardinals, you can kiss the division away. They're not going to, they're not making up that kind of ground. So you've got a big game at Arizona. Then you have the Colts at home. Then you're at Chicago. And then home right against the Cardinals again. Then you have the Rams at home. So, and, and here's the other deal. You end the season at the Rams. So I look at that 49er schedule and I'm like, oh boy. You know, but this week, you know, they're the big underdogs now going on to take Arizona. Now, I don't expect the Cardinals to run the table and go 17-0, and but the Niners all of a sudden uh, have themselves in a very, very precarious uh, situation. Let's get to Al. Al, how are you? Ron with Grant on uh, Listen App. How are you, sir? I'm good, Nate. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you for the call. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, I got a question. I was listening to No Felter, but I got to listen to it, go back and listen to the full episode, but I only caught you guys, you and Sean, for like, putting your lineups out there. I think you were doing like the, the, the playoff teams and going historical, like who would be your shortstop. Right. Would, would it be Ozzie Smith? Uh, you, just from the playoff teams that are in. And, and of course, Jeter. Well, for me, Jeter's a guy. And I'm not a, either a fan of either team. But uh, you mentioned Clement, I mean, for right-handed pitcher. It's just like, were you guys debate just going off all the teams and having one? position guy like a well he he, he was talking about the four teams that are playing this week uh this week in the wild card cardinals dodgers we uh yankees and red sox and he picked sandy koufax as his left-handed pitcher and i i thought bob gibson would be the right-handed pitcher of pitchers of all time on all four of those teams now i mean it, it's very difficult to say all time because you know baseball has been going on for so long but i mean when you talk about bob gibson and how yeah. dominant he was, uh, and as was Roger Clemens. But, you know, uh, he thought maybe Clemens, I thought Gibson. We both agreed that Sandy Koufax would be our, would be our left-handed pitcher. Okay. I just, I did, I caught the end of it, but I got to yeah. tell you, I'm with you on Gibson. And let me just say something about Roger Clemens. I'm an A's fan, and I, I love Dave Stewart. And, and Roger Clemens didn't win anything until he went to New York and joined the Big Five. That's when he won his first World Series. So I want a guy who's going to deliver when it really counts. And Dave Stewart, I went back and looked at the stats, and head-to-head against Roger Clemens, including the playoffs, because every year they played age, played the Red Sox in those years in the division round, and yep. they always seem to match up. And, every, and Dave is 8-1 yep. against Clemens. He owned him. He owned him. Yep. And so I'm just – that was just my two cents. I just wanted to throw that in. As far as 
Dusty. You know, I love Dusty. You know, I'm a Giants fan, and too, I like both. I'm kind of a splitter. They call me, but I don't know if there's one guy who who could have stepped into that situation and, and, and did it like Dusty because he has this kind of like I don't know cerebral approach to it. I think Sean mentioned something about it. he's kind of a player's coach. Yep, he is a player's manager, and you're exactly right. He I don't know if there was a manager in baseball that could have gone in and uh, into that situation and and was as perfect as a fit as Dusty Baker was. That's a great point, Al. Great point. Oh, I could I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I mean, I first I thought Dusty, what are you doing? I mean, this is a car eight eight. H car a pile up off the Amtrak pile off the derailment. I mean, what do you what do you do? Yep. But you know, he did it, and he's and you know, and for me, like the Andy Reid comparison, I think you're spot on. I mean, I think it was either you or Sean who made that. Yep. I mean, it's unfortunate that it has to be that way, but I'll just well, leave one more final comment. Uh, thank you for taking the call. As far as it be, the liking the Giants and wanting to win, I got to be honest. The Dodger pitching staff, I don't want to see the Dodger pitching staff. Co-Cardinals. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be great. And, Al, I really appreciate you uh, chiming in, as always. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I, I, listen, if I'm the Giants, I don't want to see the Dodgers. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you, you got to be careful what you wish for, but i got to believe the Giants are all rooting for the Cardinals. Not that the Cardinals are going to be a pushover, but, you know, if I'm the Giants, I don't want to see the Dodgers. Not at all. I mean, absolutely. And I, I, I look at that team – and I I would not want to see that team. So if I'm the Giants, yeah, I got to feel confident that based on my regular season, I'm going to be able to beat anybody. But let's be honest, would you rather play the Dodgers or Roger, would you rather play the Cardinals? I mean, you know, I don't really think it's uh, – we don't really have to have that discussion, do we? I, I would think not. So, yeah, there's going to be – I'll tell you, both these wild card games are really interesting. I mean, the rivalry for both these franchises. I mean, these are two tremendous wild card games with the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Cardinals and the Dodgers. Now, when these teams played, you know, when New York played Boston last weekend, not this past weekend, the weekend before, the Yankees swept them. But listen, you can throw that all out the window. Because Stanton was out of his freaking mind. He carried the team for all three of those wins. And you got Evaldi pitching against Cole. And I'll tell you about Garrett Cole. He has not been good lately. And the Yankees are paying him three, $300 million. I mean, this is it for Garrett Cole. I mean, and uh, this is why the Yankees got him. Plain and simple. That's why the Yankees went out and paid Garrett Cole that kind of money. So, you know, you look at the Yankees lineup. Uh, they're going with Rizzo, leading off Judge, Stanton, Gallo, Torres, Gardner, Urshela, right? Uh, thank goodness they're not playing. Uh, they're not having uh, Stanton behind the plate. Uh, and then Velasquez is at shortstop. Boston goes with Schwarber leading off with Hernandez, Devers, Bogarts, Verdugo, uh, Renfo, uh, I think they have Dalback. I think I saw him playing first. I think, you know, Arroyo obviously will be at second. So we'll see, you know, we'll see. You know, these games, as we all know, come down to your starting pitching and your bullpen. You know, that's it. 
You know, and people want to talk all you want about 1978, and I do too, but 1978 is a little while ago. You know, people talk about Bucky Dent, the three-run homer against Mike Torres. I had the distinct pleasure of interviewing Goose Gossage up at Lake Tahoe, who came in in relief in that game in the seventh inning. And he talks about pitching the last part of the seventh, the eighth, and the ninth and facing Carl Yastrzemski for the final out. And he said that Nettles, Greg Nettles, hated pop-ups, hated it. And he said when Yastrzemski hit the ball on a pop-up, he could hear Nettles saying, oh, no. Because for whatever reason, as great as Nettles was as a third baseman, he hated pop-ups. I don't know why it is, but he he was not comfortable with it. But to hear Goose Gossage uh, tell the story, uh, it it was it was pretty amazing, pretty amazing. Hey, if you want to get in on the program today, hit that hand icon, raise your hand, and I will get you right on, and we will talk about baseball or anything else that is going on uh, in sports, NBA uh, preseason last night. I'll tell you this: I don't pay any attention to preseason. I really don't. You know, if you want to call up and talk NBA, that's what I'm here for. But I don't pay any attention at all to preseason basketball. Not at all. You know, I don't, I don't care what the score is. Um, you know, I, I don't – it means nothing to me. It's an absolute necessity because of the money. Uh, but that's it. That's absolutely it. You know, I, I'm not sitting here looking at Sacramento or anyone else and making any uh, observations – based on a preseason game, not doing it. You know, I'm looking at young players just to see if they look like they belong. Uh, I'm looking at, for instance, a Clay Thompson to see how he looks as he gets back and comes back from his, you know, knee injury. You know, there are certain things I'm looking at. I'm not looking at the score. I, a lot of these teams aren't playing their guys. Last night, I believe Chris Paul didn't play. Devin Booker didn't play. I mean, you know, you can't you can't really gauge anything uh, at all on the preseason. But if you want to talk basketball, I am here to do that. Uh, there is preseason action uh, in the NBA tonight. And then, of course, uh, we get going in week five. Hard to believe it's week five already in the National Football League, isn't it? Wow. Man, time just flies. Amazing that we're already talking about a, a week five in the National Football League. And when you look at the schedule this week, I was looking at this a little bit earlier just to kind of see which would be uh, the big games in the National Football League. But they have the uh, – I mean, the Thursday night matchup is really good with the Rams and the Seahawks up in Seattle. And how important is that game all of a sudden – I think Green Bay at Cincinnati is going to be a very interesting game. I really am looking forward to that game. I think that is going to be very, very good. Uh, Elsewhere, I think Cleveland at the Chargers is a good game. The Niners, can they bounce back and stay competitive with Arizona? And then I think that, you know, the game on Sunday night is a dandy with Buffalo at Kansas City. You know, that's been their nemesis, the Bills. That has been their nemesis. And now we're going to see if they can close the deal in the second half against the Chiefs. So that is, you know, that I think the Thursday night game, I like Green Bay at Cincinnati. Uh, again, I want to see Buffalo at Kansas City. Those are some of the uh, highlights on the card. College football, there are some really good games this weekend. And, of course, you know, the best game on the card is going to be in the Big Ten when you have Penn State 
picking on Iowa. So you got a legitimate game uh, in that conference, and the loser of that game, unless it's like overtime or something of that magnitude, is probably out of the national championship picture. So that is going to be a really fun game. Again, Penn State is at Iowa, and that without question, number four against number three, four o'clock Eastern. That should be an absolute dandy. You know, there aren't a lot of other games that I look at and I'm like, wow, I absolutely have to watch that. I mean, I know Georgia is on the road at Auburn, two against 18. You know, I know that Bo Nix was unbelievable in what he did at LSU, but he's not playing LSU. He's playing Georgia this week. And I don't expect them to score a lot. Uh, Arkansas got a spanking. Ole Miss, who got a spanking. Arkansas getting blown out on Saturday at Georgia. Ole Miss getting blown out at Alabama. They play at the Grove. They play at Ole Miss. So, you know, again, interesting game. And then you have the the rivalry, Oklahoma and Texas game. Oklahoma sixth and Texas uh, is 21. So that's some of the uh, schedule in college football. If you want to talk some college football, you know how to do it. You hit your hand icon, raise that hand, and I will get you right on. I would love to hear what you thought about the game last night and what you think about the playoff game tonight in Boston. Who do you think is going to win? I give the edge clearly to Boston. Home field, by the way, means nothing in a game like this. So don't even pay attention to home field. Um, Actually, I've always felt in a big game, I like coming up to bat at first because I think you have an opportunity to set the tone if you can scratch across a run. Um, I've always liked that, being on the road. Uh, in a big game. But really, home field has nothing to do with this. I mean, Garrett Cole, you know, Valdi, they don't care. You think these guys are going to be rattled pitching on the road or wherever? They, you know, it's not it's not an issue. So uh, interesting tonight. Again, Boston hosting the Yankees. And then tomorrow you have the Cardinals uh, and the Dodgers. Back with you again tomorrow as we'll do it all over again. Uh, and we will talk a lot about the baseball and, of course, get you ready for the Cardinals uh, and the Dodgers Uh, coming up for you uh, tomorrow. All right, now to the Urban Meyer story. The owner of the Jaguars uh, came out today with a pretty strong statement about Urban Meyer's behavior, all right? And he called it unacceptable, all right? Called it unacceptable. And, you know, I'm sure you know the story by now. If not, you've been living on the moon, so I'm not going to rehash the story. What I will tell you is that if you missed it, Meyer did apologize to the team yesterday. But the owner, uh, Shad Khan, said, I have addressed this matter with Urban. Specifics of our conversation will be held in confidence. What I will say is his conduct last weekend was inexcusable. I appreciate Urban's remorse, which I believe is sincere. Now he must regain our trust and respect. That will require a personal commitment from Urban to everyone who supports, represents, or plays for our team. I am confident that he will deliver. Now, what's interesting about this story is I was looking at Mike Silver of the NFL Network and his social media account today, and he actually quoted an unnamed player in the Jaguars that that told Mike that it's a disaster down there. That is an absolute disaster, and the locker room laughs at the guy. So 
I don't see how this situation is going to resolve itself. You know, first of all, they're 0-4. You know, if they were 4-0, maybe we're not having this type of a conversation, but they're not. And when you hear the story, and Mike Silver, by the way, doesn't make stuff up. I mean, if Mike talks about it, uh, you can pretty much take it to the bank. But for the owner to say the coach must regain our trust and respect after inexcusable conduct and the team stinks and you hear rumblings from the players down there in Jacksonville, I mean, it is only a matter of time before the Jacksonville Jaguars have a new coach. And if that were to happen, does that mean all of a sudden that Meyer is on his way to USC or LSU or another big program? So keep your eye on that. Other news today, the Kansas City Chiefs have put newly acquired Josh Gordon on their 53-man roster. How many chances do you get if you're a pro athlete? Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven. So you can get suspended six times, five for violating the league substance abuse policy. You can let down your team in New England. You can let down your team in Cleveland when you first came into the league. You had one good year. You can let down your team in Seattle. You can get suspended every year, but no problem. You can come play for me. Pro sports, man. I asked asked this question last week, and I'm going to ask it again. I don't know what you do for a living, but let's just say that you're not self-employed, that you have an employer. If you were suspended from your job six times since 2013, five for violating a company drug policy, do you think that you would still be working at your present position? I think I know the answer to that question. But in the NFL, no problem. You can actually commit vehicular homicide in the National Football League, and you can play. How about that? You can actually be convicted of vehicular homicide, and you can still play. That's correct. That's correct. I believe I am talking about Leonard Little. All right? Unbelievable. You can be Greg Hardy and the heinous things that he did. And it's all there for you to hear on a 911 call. And the subsequent findings on a second trial where the alleged victim decided not to file charges and Greg Hardy ends up playing for the Dallas Cowboys. It's just unbelievable what you can do in the National Football League and you can still be on the field and you can play. It's really unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's the National Football League in a nutshell for you. So I guess I should not be surprised that Josh Gordon is back playing in the National Football League after being suspended for six times. 
How about that? How about that? All right, if you want to get in on the program, uh, please hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and I will get you right on. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Let me know. What do you think about Josh Gordon, the game tonight, the game last night, and what's going on in the world of sports? I've got to tell you one thing. We love October, don't we? Oh, boy. October's always a great month when you get the baseball playoffs going. The football season is in the middle of everything. And boom. You're right in the middle of it all. Got the big college football game this week with number three against number four. I mean, this is good. Got to love this. You got the NBA starting. You got the NHL starting. Everything going on. Everything is happening. And it's one of my favorite times of the year. And starting in about two weeks, we'll be talking probably, you know, NBA for half the show. You know, I'm looking forward to really getting into the NBA season. Maybe we'll watch games together. There's a lot of possibilities of what we can do. But I got to have your feedback when we get into basketball. And we have basketball and football. I don't want this just to be me talking all day. I want your I want interaction from you. I want your calls. I want to be able to, you know, have some banter back and forth and get some feedback from you after I give you my take on all of these things. So what is it? October, what is it? 20th, I believe is what? Opening night in the NBA. So it's right there for you. So tonight, Boston hosting the Yankees. Tomorrow, we'll come on and we'll start talking about that. We'll preview the Dodgers and the Cardinals. And I'm really hoping that both games are exciting games. We get to the ninth inning and the games are either tied or it's a one-run game. That's what I'm hoping for. All right? Hey, enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you so much. Get ready with your phone calls tomorrow. We'll do it all over again. So fun being here on Listen App. Really enjoyed your participation. Thanks for joining me each and every day. And again, enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Listen App. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.